Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. John Coleman. <laughs> Dio, what is popping? You and that messed up <laughs> intro. intro. Starting yes. to switch it up for the end of the year, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. I think you're starting to lose your marbles. No. Yes, losing your marbles. That's what I was doing last night, John. Really? Losing my marbles. We went and saw Hades Town. Do you even know what Hades Town is? Hades means hell. Okay. At least you know you know hell that. T- hell Town. You must have paid attention in ninth grade English class when I you guys were doing yeah. Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So is that what it was? It was a play. Where'd you it's go? It's a Broadway series Phillips? play. I was, I was in Orlando, so yeah, I went to the Dr. Phillips Performing Hold Arts up. Center. Do you have season tickets there? We or do. Something? We is have, that the thing? It's a thing. So my wife and I, this is our anniversary present to ourselves every single year. So we do the whole entire Broadway series, and we go. I go to most of them. There's certain plays that I don't go to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, honey, you should take your sister, or you should take one of the kids. <laughs> uh, just don't take me. Right. Yeah, I should have said that about Town. It was bad? It was weird AF. Weird, weird, weird. And here's the crazy thing is it has won like eight Tonys. So there was parts of it. I'm like, this is pretty badass. The production itself, badass. The stage, badass. The singing, amazing. Mm -hmm. Which sometimes when you get the regional, like you're not there in Times Square or in the theater Mm -hmm, district. mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you don't get the the A A players, right? You get the the lunch team, not the -hmm. the PM team. No, everything about it except for the story. And the story was weird AF. So, um... A buddy of mine left at intermission. Really? Yeah, he and his wife left at intermission. We stuck it out. But my wife was telling me, she's like, honey, at about like 20 minutes to go, you started getting angry. I could see it in your face. I'm like, I was getting angry. I just wanted to go home. I wanted to do the show. Why didn't you leave? I I I always remove myself from the situation. I don't give a damn if I've paid. I would go shopping and have a cart full of shit. And then I make that left turn around the corner, see how the line the long is, I see how long the line is, and I'm out. And you're out. No, yeah. we we stuck it out. I'm a better person because of it. I'm a more cultured person because of it. I um I would say if you have two and a half hours nope. to, to kill nope. and you're into weird stuff, nope. I would tell you to go see it. If not, ah, nope. I think there's better shows like this one. There are better shows like this one. Yeah, just go ahead and binge. Yes. Binge T Lop like Tim. Like Tim. Like Just Tim. Like Shout Tim. out Tim. Thank although, you very much. Although it'll be like 2024 by the time Tim gets to it's episode 290. I, it's I, as but long uh, no, find. we got an awesome email from a listener. Tim reached out to us. I believe he is a firefighter currently with um, New York City, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, NYFD. And uh, he is going to be second career in the mortgage industry. He started at episode Uno. Mm. And I think he's somewhere on episode 60 because he got to Dr. Bruce. Shout out Dr. Bruce. Shout Lund. out to Dr. Bruce. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, he sent us like the most amazing email. So I'm going to get that printed out and plaque it up once we have an office and a studio space and all that shit. One day. In order to do so, we need more eyeballs. We need more yep. ears. We need more people checking out the website and giving us feedback mm-hmm. so we can make the website better so that more people want to go to the website and... Um, yeah, subscribe and do all that stuff. But since we're on a time crunch today, Dio, I'm going to keep the show moving along. You will, but before you do, oh, God. you know who has two thumbs and just recently heard he's going to be published in Housing Wire? This guy. This guy. Yeah, I checked <laughs> online. I didn't see my article being 
being published today. I thought it was going to be today. Oh, no, it's on there. You just need the exact direct URL. It's there, yeah, though. Maybe. It's hidden behind It's hidden the somewhere. <laughs> it's hidden somewhere. But yeah. I am looking forward to, in 2023, doing some more writing. Oh, yeah. And uh, hopefully I can be a uh, consistent contributor to Housing Wire. If you all are not subscribed to Housing Wire, you, you should if you're in mortgage and real estate. Like, mm. that's just like a must. Just like I say, you should be tuning in to uh, Rob Chrisman. Um, you know, there's even Ryan Hills who does a, a, a decent, uh, like news periodical vlog type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything Dave Stevens writes, you should probably follow. So go on LinkedIn, follow David Stevens, but, uh, yeah, so we can jump right in the show now. John, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, are, didn't know, I didn't know. Yeah. We are crunched for time Yeah, and we've done some pretty long episodes. Like we did the one on, uh, on like life hacks. Yeah. That shit was like an hour and the one for home buyers. That was awesome though. It needed to be that long. It need to be that long. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then today we are going to jump right into this is for any like business entrepreneur, 100% sale, uh, 100% commission salesperson. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this came up in one of my business planning sessions last week that I was doing with a client. Okay. And I'm thinking, you know what? This would make great content episodes. And here we are. And by the way, anyone who's ever looking for content, do you not know that content surrounds you on your daily? All day, every day. Yeah. I just had someone say, well, how do you come up with content? I go, it's really easy. What did I talk about yesterday? What did I talk about this morning? Yeah. What was happening in my meeting with so-and-so? All around me is content. I was even talking to, shout out to George Martinez, rookie LO, mm-hmm. who's trying to become more active on social media. He's like, well, Dio, I don't know what to post. I'm like, literally, George, the minute I walk away from your workstation, post a selfie of you sitting in your desk saying, just had the most impactful conversations of the week. I love it when my regional VP stops by to say hi and check in on me. Mm-hmm. I go, that's a post. Even if you don't wholeheartedly feel that way, <laughs> it's at least a post yeah. that you're not screaming that you're a mortgage loan originator send me business, but you're reminding people what you do for a living and you're showing them a day in the life of George Martinez. Mm-hmm. So today's episode is inspired, like many episodes, based on something that came up in business planning. Okay. And something that, Small business owners, entrepreneurs, which includes people like life insurance salespeople, dentists, family practice, physicians, attorneys, loan officers, real estate agents, financial advisors, and the whatnot, we all can benefit from this. And it's a very simple, easy tactic of turning one transaction into three. Mm. And turning one into three isn't as easy as waving a magic wand. It doesn't require any type of like special food or powder or substance. No, it's just a discipline that you include in your business flow, your assembly line. Okay. Right? So we're going to talk about it. How's it go? Pretty simple. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Get out your pens, get out your paper, get ready to take notes. And the way that you turn one transaction into three is like you do anything else in life with intention. So it starts with being intentional. It also starts with setting proper expectations. So the minute I am so grateful that I'm taking in, or it's intake, but taking in a new client, I need to set the precedent, set the proper expectations. So John, if you were my client, the very first thing I'm gonna say to you, and it's a script, by the way, I'm gonna give you my script. I'm gonna ask you to put it into your own words, practice it, to where it becomes natural and normal to you. Because again, everything we want to do is a similar line. It needs to be predictable. Be unpredictable when you're on girls weekend. 
be unpredictable when you're doing a long weekend with your spouse, right? But when you're in business, be very predictable. So my predictable, just like that play, Hadestown that I went to last night, mm -hmm. if I'd gone to the play on Tuesday night, I probably would have seen a very similar, if not exact performance. Mm -hmm. Predictable. Mm -hmm. That's why it works. By the way, many people love the show. Just because my wife and I didn't doesn't mean that other people didn't, right? Mm -hmm. So anyhow, I'm taking in the new lead. Very first thing I'm going to say to that person is, John, before we get started, there's a couple of things I need you to know. First and foremost is how grateful I am to have you as a client. I take my clients and my relationship with my clients serious because I look at you as a client for life. This is not a one-time transaction for me. And the relationship I'm going to be building with you is one in which this is not your only transaction you're going to have with me as well. So my business, I'm, I'm getting away from script, but my business is, I'm telling you all the audience, is the loan origination business. It works also for many other businesses. But I'll tell you, as a mortgage loan originator, I understand that you are going to buy a new house on average every seven to 10 years. You're gonna obtain a new home loan on average every five to seven years. So the opportunities for us to work together in the future are great. So if there's at any time that you feel like I can do something better, I need to hear from that because I'm looking forward to serving you and your family for the rest of your life. Are you okay with that, John? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, perfect. And John, there's one more thing I would like for you to know. My business is by referral only. What that means is that I don't spend money marketing and advertising. I reinvest that money back into my professional development or, or back into the service that I'm able to give to clients just like you. Sometimes that service is being able to spend more time with you, doing discovery and making sure that we find the right loan for you, not only to qualify, but also to make sure that you you're able to match and marry your financial needs, wants, and goals to qualifying for a home loan. What I will ask of you is I love working with friends of my clients. Have you ever heard of the term, John, birds of a feather flock together? I have. Yeah. I like you and you like me. More than likely, your friends are going to like me too. More than likely, I'm going to like your friends as much as I like you. So right now, this is still a script, by the way, boys and girls. Right now, your reticular activator is turned on. You might not know what a reticular activator is, but it's something that we all have. It operates in our brain, and it's basically a call to action. Because you are in the home buying mode, you're going to be more sensitive to other people who are in the home buying mode. The example I like to use is you have never seen a lime green Corvette. But the minute you buy a lime green Corvette, see all them, of a sudden, what's going to happen? see them shits everywhere. You're going to see them everywhere. That's because your reticular activator is turned on the minute you bought that lime green Corvette. So while your reticular activator is turned on during the home buying process, that means you're going to be the most susceptible to hearing or noticing other people who are also looking to buy a house. I would love to help them. John, can I count on you to help me continue to run my practice the way that I do by referral only? And when it comes up in conversation, will you make sure that your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers also know how to get a hold of me? Yeah, absolutely. All right, perfect. So if you see, I'm trying to turn one transaction into three. But I like how you did that because you did it like up front. Most people would talk about like how do you like put a bow on the end of the transaction and ask for it there. Yeah, no, it's, it's a contract. It's a verbal contract that I'm having with my client up front. And it's twofold. 
Because a verbal contract, if you pick up on it, was one, I want you to continue to do business with me. Because by the way, that is how to turn one into three. Your next loan is one of those. It's one of the three, right? So your current loan is one. And then your next loan is one. Now what I need to do is be able to elicit mm -hmm. referrals from you. That will end up being the third. That's how I take you, John, from doing one transaction, I turn it into three. I get today's, I get your friends, and I get tomorrow's, right? One turns into three. It's that basic and that easy, but we'll, let's continue to role play so we can drop some nuggets to the audience so they have very good takeaways and tie downs, right? Shout out, by the way, to Tom Ward. Tom Ward was one of my very first mortgage coaches back in like the late or late 20 aughts, I guess you would call them, mm -hmm. like, you know, 2009 time period. Mm -hmm. But you know, he was a big fan of needing a takeaway and a tie down. Also, Rene Rodriguez, mm -hmm. always a big fan of a takeaway and a tie down. Anytime you're presenting, presenting could be in a group of 300. It could be a group of one. You need to make sure your audience has a takeaway and a tie down, right? That when they leave, they're better because of something you shared with them. All right, so there's your, your takeaway and tie downs is me role playing with John on how you, the audience, are going to be able to take one transaction and turn it into three. I'm getting a verbal commitment from them up front to become a client for life. I'm letting them know it's a special thing. I'm letting them know I'm inviting them into this, this family. And I'm also letting them know up front that I'm going to want them to refer me. I'm reminding them about the reticular activator is being turned on. Therefore, with, if it's being on, let's go ahead and take advantage of it. Right now is when you're going to be the most susceptible to understanding or being cognizant or recognizing that other people are looking to buy a house or refinance their mortgage. When that happens, tell them to, tell them to call me because I love working with people just like you. All right. So I'm doing that. Now, depending on your sales cycle, the time period is going to differ, right? Some sales cycles may be a week. Some sales cycles may be six months. In the mortgage and real estate industry, the average sales cycle is roughly 30 days, right? 30 days from, from when you go under contract and I actually close your transaction. Now, that being said, the sales cycle, if we really wanted to geek out, may actually be closer to 100 days because John, as a home buyer, was originally referred to Dustin, the, the loan officer, in November. John doesn't buy and close until March, which would actually give me multiple times to reach out to John to do this next strategy that is paramount, something you must do with intention when you're trying to turn one transaction into three. And that is a mid sales cycle check-in. It's a check-in. It is literally you picking up the phone and asking them, Hey, how am I doing? Hey, how's my team doing? On a scale of one to five, one would be we're knocking it out of the park. And, and one, one is like, you're totally missing the boat. Where would you say that we are? Because if you truly care about creating a client for life, you need these people having you at a four or a five. If there's ever an opportunity to turn someone from not being a client to life, a client for life to a client for life, it's them telling you that you're a two or a three and you ask them, what do I need to do to get to a four or a five? And then actually doing those things. So a longer sales cycle, you can do multiple check-ins. Mm -hmm. For example, if I just met John today, and John went out looking for homes this weekend, and then they're under contract to buy by January 15th, I only have one opportunity to do a mid-sales cycle check-in. But if John was referred to me 
in November, and I know John's not looking to buy and close until March, I may be able to do two. One, while John's still on that pre-approved mode, while John's out looking for homes for sale in the market, mm -hmm. and then another time once you're actually under contract. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, at a minimum, every entrepreneur, every salesperson, every business owner needs to have a mid-sales cycle check-in if they care about future business from these clients, if they truly care about creating clients for life, and if they really want to elicit referrals from those clients to their friends, family, and neighbors and coworkers. So what I would recommend and I coach is that at a minimum, once the person's under contract, they have a closing date, somewhere in the middle, you need to pick up the phone. And it just needs to be, hey, John, you remember when you and I first met and I told you how important it was for me to create a client for life? I take that serious. I'm curious, how is my team doing? How am I doing? If you were to rate us on a scale of one to five, five is we're knocking out of the park. One is we're totally missing the boat. Where would you put us? And please be honest, because if there's room for improvement, now's when I want to know about it, not a month or two after you close, because I want to make sure that your transaction is going as smooth as it possibly can and that we are meeting and exceeding your expectations. I'm letting them know I care, right? I have to be open and honest with myself and ready for their, for their feedback. But once I do that, if you said it's a five, right? You say, hey, hey, Dio, tell me. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, it's a five. You guys are killing it. Awesome. Hey, I'm happy to hear that. Please know if there's ever anything that you think we can do to improve on our process, I want to hear from you because I care about your input. Have you ever gotten a call? Have you ever done a check-in and a client has actually said, well, since you asked. Oh, yes. Yes. Do tell. Okay. But real quick, <laughs> I want to go back yeah. to, to this. Hey, being you're a five and you're the happiest with me right now, I just want to remind you about your particular activator. Mm -hmm. right, we talked about that up front as well. While that thing's still on, man, I would be just grateful, absolutely grateful for you to pass along my name and number, my contact information to any friend, family, neighbor, or coworker that you know that needs a home loan. Can I count on you for that, John? Yes, you can. All right, man. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I, I look forward to helping you and your wife get into your new home. Again, if you need something, let me know. Um, if not, have a great day. You know, and boom. Mm -hmm. All right. I've had your processor is pretty nasty. Ooh, okay. Like, hmm. I've had your assistant a little bit douchey. Hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm not happy with some of the things that they're asking me to, to give. Because I work in a financial services where we have to collect information in order to get loans approved. And that information is regulated. I have to be there to not defend and take a defensive situation, but to educate. Oh, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Well, she just kind of seems really snotty and short when I talk to her and she can't wait to get me off the phone. And then I can defend and explain. First thing I would do, so they're complaining about my processor. I have to admit, I have to admit John, you're not the first person to, to, to remind me of this. What I need you to know is that if she was awesome on the phone, she'd actually have my job, right? She would have my job. What she is is a fantastic mortgage processor. She's the one person I trust to actually get your loan submitted, documented, and closed on time. 
So I will talk to her for you and I will remind her that this is a customer service job to put a smile on her face. I promise it's nothing against you. Sometimes she gets, gets really busy. She gets focused and in the zone. I'm sure you've been here before and they forget there's a human on the other end and to them, they're just trying to get a file to the finish line on time and accurate. All right. That, that would be how I explain that. Mm -hmm. Hey, your assistant, he's douchey. Oh, are you serious? Like how bad? That's where I would go. How bad? And like on a scale to one, like I said, look, like I know, I, I like we'll have our personality, our personality flaws. Mm -hmm. But did he do and say anything offensive? Because if he did, I may have to sit down with him and, and either write him up or let him go. Or, and then they would start explaining. No, he just kind of chuckles too much. Like he, everything's a big joke to him. And I'm like, yeah, I just handled that with him in, in our most recent coaching. You know what I learned though? He does that when he gets nervous around people. It's him just being nervous. He's trying so hard to impress you that sometimes he tries too hard and when he tries too hard, it, it comes across douchey. But hey, don't worry, I will talk to him about it. And if you don't wanna to talk to him again, you don't have to. Hmm. If you don't wanna to talk to him again, you, you can talk directly to me. Right, so that's how I would have handled that one. Right. And then the other one that would come up, these are like three very consistent. Right. It would be about the documentation. Oh, what, tell me John, like what, what documents are they asking you for? And then they would, whatever the document was, I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. It is an absolute pain in the butt. And if, I, if they let me make all the rules, we wouldn't even need documents. But unfortunately, I do work in the most highly regulated industry. And you are asking someone to lend you almost half a million dollars. And there's just all this red tape we have to cut through. So the processor who's asking for that information, although to you, you've already handed us your tax returns. Why do you need the W-2? there's actually a reason behind it. It's because on your tax return, there's a line that says W-2 and it shows income, but it doesn't show how many W-2s made up that income. So we don't know if you had five W-2s that year or one W-2 that year. That's why they're asking for the W-2. I led with education, but I, what I wanna do is sympathize. Sometimes I empathize. Sometimes I go as far as a mortgage lender and be like, this might not shock you, I'm someone who runs a mortgage company for a living. And when I bought my house 11 years ago, I could have swore at least once, if not twice, my wife and I were going to get divorced during the process. Now, it doesn't mean she doesn't love me and I don't love her. It means it was stressful collecting all these documents, digging through drawers or old email accounts, trying to log on to, you know, who knows what website. I don't know. the, the I can't remember the right. damn um, uh, password. Yeah. And when I hit a password reset, it sends it to my old email address I don't use anymore. Yeah. Right, like I get it, I get it, but unfortunately we don't get to make the rules. All I can do is try to explain it to you and um, know that behind the scenes, if we didn't need it, we wouldn't ask for it. There you go. Yeah, you kind of got me down a rabbit hole. No, that's three. good though, because when you have situations like that, when you're stressed in a transaction and uh, someone takes the time to explain it for you, it's called like cognitive dissonance. You almost want to like, oh, okay, like I was mad at you five minutes ago, but now I love you because you took the time to explain it. So you made me a fan for life. So that's like a thing. Okay, yeah, and th that's, that is what I've always done. Mm -hmm. I, I wanna hear them out. I understand that there's two sides to every story. I know that somewhere in the middle there's a truth, mm -hmm. right? So I don't need to go 100% in defensive mode of my team. If they're feeling it, then it's real. If they're feeling it, doesn't mean it's true. 
but it means their feelings are real. So I have to recognize their feelings. I have to address their feelings. And then I try to ex- use education mm-hmm. to explain the situation and then let them know I care. I might not be able to change the situation, but I can let you know I care about it and I appreciate you making me aware of it. Mm-hmm. So when I have that person on the phone who just gave me a three out of five, not a five out of five, I'm probably not going to hit them up for a referral right away. Mm. Here's what I'm going to say to them. If we can make a couple adjustments to change you from a three to a four or my goal, a three to a five, can I count on you that when your transaction closes, you'll give me the name and the phone number of someone you know who needs a home loan? I don't even need you, John, to to refer them to me. I just need you to give me their name and and their phone number and I'll call them. I'll call them and I'll let them know how much you care about them. I'll let them know that I, my team and I just took great care of you and that they thought that you may be looking to buy a home. And because of that, they wanted me because you trust me to help them. Hmm. So uh, I'm laying the foundation so that when they do close, and this would be step three, right? Because step one is, is um, laying out the rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. Two is uh, step two would be the the mid transaction check in. Mm-hmm. In three, in order to create a client for life, is you have to continuously stay in front of them. If you don't have a system or a process to continuously stay in front of them, you are missing the boat. So let's see if you and I right now, before we conclude this episode, can mm-hmm. come up with five ways that we could continuously stay in front of one of our clients. How does that sound? Let's do it. All right. Oh, it's almost sound like Tone Loke right there. Wild <laughs> thing, 1988. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, funny story about that. You want to talk about a rabbit hole? I did my junior year video production final project mm-hmm. was a music video to Tone Loke. And this is going to shock you. Guess who is Tone Loke in the video? You. Uh, who has two thumbs? Who once played Tone Loke on video? This guy. <laughs> yeah. Go figure, right? I'm going to dig that up one day. Oh, Jared Carapello, if he's somewhere out there. Someone find Jared Carapello. I think Jared has, has, has the original has footage it. on the DVC yep. tape. Yep. And you know who, who would probably know how to get a hold of Jared is Joey Galls. Joey. Joey Galls is my buddy that you ran into at the sauna at the LA Fitness. Really? Like a year ago. What? He's small world. Yeah. Yeah. So Joey would probably know oh how to God. get a hold of uh, Jared universe. Carapello. Everything's connected. And see if Jared has that VHS tape. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> All right. So here are the five things that y'all need to do or can do. Okay. Can do to finish this circle of turning three, one into three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very first one I'm going to do. Everyone has a birthday except for dead people. Mm-hmm. And even then they have a birthday. We just don't celebrate it. Right. Actually, we do. So kind of. Like sort of. Holidays are for some people. All right. Some shit. But they don't really know it. All right. Okay. Well, so there, every single person that you've done a transaction with should get something from you on their birthday. And it should not be the automated bullshit your CRM sends them. Hello, Jim, insert name. Yes, no, a text, literally a text with a GIF is all you need to do. Right now you need to have a database, so we'll start there. Make sure you have a database. (laughs) Make sure you know all of your clients' birthdays. But you could keep that on a freaking Excel spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And then you could just pull it up. And it doesn't have to be on their day. It could be their birth month or their birth week. But nonetheless, they need to know that you're thinking of them. And you can sign it. Your favorite lender, your favorite realtor, your favorite dentist. 
your favorite family law attorney, like whatever the case may be, you can, your favorite sushi chef, if you own a sushi restaurant in a hot area of town, I don't know, right? But like, to me, birthdays are, are one of the easiest ones to do. And it could be a text, it could be you picking up your phone and singing, even if you can't sing happy birthday to them. It could be a card with, this is one of my favorites, a $1 scratch off ticket. I hope you get lucky on your birthday. Give me half if you win, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but like that to me is an easy way to stay in front of someone and it's somewhat memorable. Mm -hmm. Check-ins. Dentists do this awesome because we are told, quote-unquote, because the Surgeon General warns us to, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, because the Dental Association lobbied the hell out of the Surgeon General and paid him a lot of money that we're supposed to go in twice a year for a cleaning. Holy shit, that's a myth. Wow. Some people need to go every damn day, but I digress. Okay. But so for, for those types, it's really easy. Mm-hmm. It's time for your annual checkup. My dermatologist, hey, you pasty pale white dude, <laughs> it is time for your. So like they send me reminders mm-hmm. to, to, to get me to come back. A loan officer can send somebody a reminder that they're due for their annual mortgage checkup. A realtor, you're due to sit down and discuss your, your home's current value compared to the market. Right, whatever the case may be, that's always also a reason to reach out to somebody. A third way to reach out to someone is what are you doing to show gratitude towards your past clients? Are you offering some kind of a annual client appreciation event? Right, that is something you can do. I've once, twice, three years in a row, we rented out a movie theater around the holidays and we would play like an old classic, like Frozen on a Sunday at 10 a.m. And it allowed us to invite our entire past client database and guests hmm. to the movie theater, right? That is something that, that, that you can do in order to stay in front of your past clients. So we can celebrate their birthday. We can remind them it's time for their annual checkup. We all can find a reason to do an annual checkup regardless of our industry, regardless of our client. We can do client appreciation events. What else can we do, John? We need two more. Two more things that we can do as a way to keep in front of our past clients. How about this one? How about on the holidays, you send them something. I love around the holidays, not a holiday card. For me, it's a letter from the heart. I send a letter from the heart to my past clients where I talk about the year that was The year that's going to be, I give a market update. I talk about things I'm grateful for. I share some personal bullshit Mm -hmm. because I want them to know I'm a human just like them. And just like them, I got bullshit that I got to deal with. And make sure that they understand two things. I'm grateful that they are a client. And I look forward to working with them again. And I am always here as a trusted advisor to their friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers. Right, so there's the fourth thing. Client appreciation events, celebrating birthdays, doing annual reviews, letters from the heart or something at the end of the year. And then we need a fifth. We need a fifth reason to reach out to somebody. It could be an evidence of success. Ooh. If you are in the arena where you where you serve other clients, it could be just a humble brag that you do once a year. Once a year, time it out, 
usually mid-year, you should send something out to your entire database where you talk about one of your favorite clients that you got to serve this year and why they were your favorite client. You don't have to use their name, right? Like I used to call them Will, Wilma and Willie Waterstone. And I would write a story, right? And I would start, you know, dear so-and-so, I hope you're doing fantastic. This is Dustin, your favorite mortgage lender. I have a story that is too good not to share. It makes my heart smile still thinking about it. Now, in order to protect the identities, I have changed the names of the, of the actual people to Wilma and Willie, last name Waterstone. So I tell the story and then I, I finish it with, I hope all is well. If you ever find yourself or someone you know in a situation like Wilma and Willie, please know I know what I'm doing and I'm here to help. So I could be talking about a rescue loan. I could be talking about how I took someone from being turned down by their bank and got them closed. I could be talking about how I saved someone $4,000 a month and they went from literally on the brink of bankruptcy and divorce to all of a sudden happily married and taking vacations. Like, think about the things that happen in your daily, right? This is the open your eyes, content is all around you. Mm -hmm. And that would be the fifth thing. And I had to come up with five because I just, on the spot, throughout that I was going to give you all five. All right. But as a whole, today's episode is a lesson on how do you properly turn one transaction into three? It starts with intention. It starts with making this a part of your assembly line or a part of your process and then implementing it, just doing it. Mikey said it best, just do it. Wow. Good job, Dio. All righty. I think that's all we all the time we have for this, John. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, no, here's the thing. That is all the time we have. John and I promise we're going to do a quicker episode. Look, check us out on our website, tloponline.com. Um, subscribe to Housing Wire just so you can see my articles if they actually do get published. Um, follow us on social. I'm very accessible on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any um suggestions we love to hear from you you can do so on our youtube channel you can do so on the loan the loan or tloponline.com same one or you can just hit me up directly on ig or on linkedin but on ig i am at the loan officer podcast whereas on linkedin i'm dustin owen just had one of our fans try to tag me at dustin owen on ig it doesn't really work that way you have to tag at the loan officer podcast nonetheless we still appreciate you you know who you are, by the way. And um, that's it. If you're in Orlando, if you're in Orlando, the Mortgage Bankers Association of Florida is hosting a half day LO summit. Uh -oh. This is like a, a mastermind sales rally for mortgage loan originators. It's going to be in February. Uh, go to tloponline.com. Keep checking in. John, you're going to get mm -hmm. that information posted. Mm -hmm. So if they want to register and find out more information about it, you can. I will be speaking there oh, shit. along with Tim Davis, a buddy of mine, and Doug Smith, who is an icon in the mortgage industry when it comes to coaching and training loan officers. So if you're in and around Orlando in February, we'd love to see you there. We'd love to see you there. I will be heading out to Fort Worth in January for our Dallas-Fort Worth people. Don't know what I'm doing in terms of like outside of speaking and teaching, mm -hmm. but I do know I'm there like the third weekend of uh, January. I'm hoping maybe there's going to be a Cowboys game going on. 
I do plan on hitting up stockyards, doing some dancing, hitting up some decent steak restaurants. But, you know, who knows? If I'm out and about and you guys are out and about and you want to hang out, uh, maybe we can have a beer or two together. Or maybe not. Um, we'll have to see how that one goes. Nonetheless, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. We appreciate you checking us out. Continue to do so. That's all the time we have, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ, God, what John. A fumble that ending. Holy cow. Beavis. Bye, y'all. Peace.